This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Station. It's time for a top 10 showdown. First and goal. Then it's under center now. We'll go back. Play action. Wants to throw. Being pressured now. Throws it. I think it was picked. And it was. Jeffrey Bossa comes out with the football. This is an Oregon versus Washington week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by Grillworks Supply Company. Off Hall Boulevard in Beaverton. Come tailgate at the largest grilling retailer center in the Pacific Northwest this Saturday. Or visit them online at grillworkspdx.com. They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. Oregon versus Washington week with Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spraying on Portland's Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. 24 Reno. 23 Dallas. Blue Poncho, Blue Poncho. Monday, 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 Monday. Red Polly, Red Polly. What is happening? Uh, you know. I feel like I'm gonna be a little feisty today. You're gonna be a little feisty. I a feel little, like, yeah, a little angry Friday from you. Hey, angry. I, yeah, maybe, maybe a little <laughs> New York sports fan in me is coming out. The hell's with these rules? Fire everybody! If you want to feel any better, my uh, baseball team once won 107 games in the regular season, and they had to play a team that won 106 games in the first round of the playoffs, and then a team won the World Series that won 21 fewer games than them in the regular season. Yeah, that, I uh, that, that was that was two years ago. Yeah, that that happened two yeah. years two two years ago. People don't forget two two years ago. Two we won the World Series two years ago. And that was yeah, yeah, that was your team that won the World Series that it, year. It's as if we still haven't won since 1995. Sometimes, <laughs> see, you got a real one. You should be fine. You're all right. Yeah. It doesn't take the pain away. Of course, you want to win every time that you're in it, but, but at least you got one. Yeah, but when you lose and get eliminated by a divisional foe, it hurts a little bit more. I grant that you, you that. finished 14 games ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, I grant you that. And back to back years too. They've knocked you out of the playoffs. Back to back years. 
they just have an aura to them where I just look at that team and I go, they're going to beat my team. Here's the thing about it's, the it's Phillies. It's weird. I can't explain. Castellanos, IF, and, IF with Philly. <laughs> He's like the most dry interview, but he says the funniest things every time. Bryce Harper. Um, yeah, screw everybody. Trey Turner. I mean, all those clowns. <laughs> that was, the post-game interview was pretty funny when Matt Weiner was like, uh, hey, you hit two home runs, back-to-back games, blah, blah, blah. And his response was, is there a question in there? <laughs> Matt Weiner was like, no. He's like, okay, well, thanks for telling me that. Here's the thing about the Phillies, though. Matt Weiner. Like, I feel like there are <laughs> there are definitely some teams that win. Like, I will use this as an example. How many Arizona Diamondbacks yeah. can the general sports fan name? <laughs> Corbin Carroll, and I think that might be it for me. <laughs> is Zach right? Greinke still there? He is, he is no yeah. longer there. <laughs> Who? He's, I said Zach, oh, Zach Greinke. Greinke. No. no, yeah, he is. He you went back yes to Kansas City. To okay. He went back to the Royals. He went back to the Royals. Yeah. At least I think last time I saw, I think Zach I'm Greinke was sure on the Royals. That was the case. <laughs> okay. Uh, so here is my larger point. Yeah. At least with the Phillies, like the Phillies, I don't feel like we're indicative of their regular season record. Like that's a better team than what the regular season record was. Like I think talent wise, top to bottom in their roster, Philly can go toe to toe with anybody in baseball. Sure, that lineup when healthy is yeah. And Trey Turner had a yeah. horrible start to his year and then finally woke up. Bryce Harper missed how many games with the Tommy John surgery and then had to come back and DH and play first base. Like they've had guys in and out of but you look at their bullpen, you look at the rotation, you look at the depth of their lineup. They can go toe-to-toe with anybody in baseball. So I do think there are teams sometimes, like the Royals that went on their runs back-to-back years were kind of this way, where you look back and you're like, who were the best players on those teams? Salvador Perez? Probably. Eric Hosmer can't even get a job anymore. Was Moustakis like, on that Mike team? Moustakis, who's like a seventh hitter in every other lineup now. Like, Mike Moustakis. <laughs> the Moose! Like, those teams were not very good, but they got <laughs> hot, they had a good bullpen, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you're there. I don't look at the Phillies that way. I think you can make an argument they're the best team left in the playoffs, talent-wise. Them and the Astros. Yeah. Well, I'm just, it's it's sour grapes for me because, and I understand my position on this, Okay. I just walked away kind of cursing Major League Baseball last night. And what is it for? 162 games. It's the beauty of the sport. It's like a six-month season. And we're going to rest you, and then you're going to take on a team that got to play before you, <laughs> and your bats go cold for four games. Goodbye. See you later. Have fun in the offseason. Let's go fishing, boys. Where are we going to go fishing? Huh? What? I, I guess Let's his- go golfing. Welcome to the offseason. I think historically baseball would win out here, but what playoff format do you think railroads and is more unfair to their fan bases of determining, quote, best team, end quote, hockey or baseball? It has to be hockey, but I feel like baseball's in the running for this right now. You can point to the Yankees, but they had 38 titles. Yeah, okay. They won them when only white people played. Good for the Yankees. It's a cute little story. (laughs) If you were to break it down the last few years, we don't have a dynasty. When was the last back-to-back no. champion we had? The Yankees? Yankees. Okay. What year was that? 99, late, 2000? Late 90s, yeah. Yeah. You're talking something that hasn't happened basically since 2000. Baseball, for whatever reason, and my team has benefited from this <laughs> and also obviously now been eliminated by it. The nature of baseball's playoff, no matter how you feel and how biased I am today, it is a very unfair measurement of a season of 162 games. I will counter-argue this. So 
I I don't disagree with the overall point that you're making. It's not an accurate depiction of who the true best team in baseball is. That largely is the regular season, right? If you win 100 and however many games and that's the best record in baseball, that's incredible. This, to me, though, is what makes the sport so special. And that is, this is not the NBA. The most talented team does not win every year. That's what happens in the NBA 98.7% of the seasons, right? Like the Miami Heat are the all-time outlier last season, who a team that was a second half against the Chicago Bulls from not making the actual playoffs. Like that's where they were, and then Giannis gets hurt. They get right. You find yourself in the NBA Finals. The NBA always crowns the best teams, and we know largely going into the year, there's a small number of teams that have any semblance of a chance to win. And what it does, in my opinion, to the vast majority of the fan bases is it gives you nothing to care about and nothing to watch. Like, the Blazers are going to be this this year, and I know they're an extreme of this example. Oh, do you want to talk about that? No, I don't. They're going to suck. They played a preseason game last night. God, they were bad. When was the last time? No, legitimate question. When was the last time in this city yeah. we had a, a legitimate hope and a thought of like, hey, if we get in, we got a shot? I think people, I honestly, I really believe this. And you can laugh at it and throw it up. I will definitely laugh at it. Well, I really think that the kind of the last couple years of the L.A. West Nick. Okay. That I'm was a good say, team. I'm not they saying no bench, they would have beaten Miami or even that Spurs team that was amazing. Yeah, they're going to take down LeBron and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade or Tim Duncan and Kawhi Leonard. But and- I do think a lot of us in that moment were like, if we only, if we could just get a bench, like, right, the Aaron Aflalo trade was kind of the thing for them, and then the West injury happens, but I really believe people thought, we had a bench. That lineup's pretty good. Okay. So that was in what, 2013? 13-ish, yeah. So you're going 10 yeah. years. That's how ten long years. it's been, yeah. 10 years. Before then, how long ago was it before then? 13 years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you're going, in the last 25, 30 years, you're going one time. Yeah. And I would even chuckle at the notion that team could win an NBA championship because you were not going to beat Miami or San Antonio. Yes. This is the larger point. This is why I think hockey and baseball are special and unique that the Boston Bruins were this last year in the NHL. They set an all-time record. The for, President's <laughs> Trophy, right? All time yep. re- best regular season best in the history of ever. hockey. Yeah. yeah. And they lost to an eight seed in the first round. They blew a 3 1 lead, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. To the Panthers? I believe it was it a 3 I thought they were up 3 1. Might have been. I, don't, I know they lost the series. I, I can't remember I how it went. I think they were up 3 1. But I love this. Like, who at the start of the year would have said, you know, Arizona Diamondbacks, Final Four? Yeah. You would have never, th- you would have never seen it coming. But see, okay. So I agree with what you're saying. I like I, I said this about the expanded playoff. I like that you include more fan bases. I didn't understand the position of baseball fan that was like, I don't like it. And I guess I can see the other side. I can see that argument today as a Braves fan saying, yeah, I don't like that we're allowing more teams in for more chaos. I guess my overall point is no matter what you're saying, and you're making a valid point of you get more fan bases that feel hope, I don't know how to feel about a sport not actually crowning who the best teams truly are. This, yeah. So, yeah. like, let's use baseball. What do you use baseball? Ba- this is what baseball has always been. Arizona winning the World Series this year. I tend to think that Philly is – it's going to be Philly-Houston again. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe Texas and Arizona will surprise, right? But let's just use Arizona. Arizona winning the World Series. <laughs> Good for Arizona. They're happy. They haven't done it since 01. Like, look at us. What a story. Mm-hmm. It, it, it in no way will you look back in your life and no. point to 2023 and say, yeah, I remember the Arizona Diamondbacks, the best team in baseball. <laughs> and and, and I, I like 
I guess what I'm trying to say is the excitement and unpredictability is fun, but also as a fan of a team that lost early <laughs> and other fans of teams, it it's not a true measurement. It's kind of ridiculous. And in some ways, I think it's almost stupid. So wait, we're going to play for six months. Yeah. And then we're going to create a format and we're going to get a team that in no metric and in no pundit would ever point to that team and say, best team in baseball. I don't even think they'd point to Arizona and say best five team in baseball, but they might be the bet. They might win the World Series. Mm-hmm. And I have to sit here and say, yeah, Arizona Diamondbacks, best team in baseball. No, they squeaked into the postseason, got super hot, and then they win the title. It's just. So it's, should we take the Braves title away from two years ago? Hell no, brother. Oh, okay. Because they were nowhere near the best team in baseball that year. No, they weren't. Eddie Rosario was your best player. Yes. Let's let's say that out loud again. <laughs> and Kevin, you won a yes, World Series yep. because Eddie Rosario got hot in the NLCS. And Kevin Pillar ruined our season yesterday by being a coward <laughs> on the base. But but there is something that's kind of stupid about not having yes. best X amount of teams sure. get the to the title game. Yeah. They. We've all said at at some point, is it 120? Is it 140? At some point in that realm, you've determined who the best teams are. Like I don't know how hockey and baseball fans exist. I I really don't because sometimes it goes against you and sometimes yeah. it goes for you. Yeah. That's how you exist. But I, hockey, I know. you've got to win 16 games. You got to win four seven game series, and the team that is the yeah. most connected and put together and works the hardest for two months that's right see what you're saying is even ridiculous out loud so what okay so the boston bruins who set all of these records and they were the most amazing team maybe we've ever seen in history so they they weren't connected and to get like come on they played how many months of the best hockey and go do it in the playoffs if you can do it the regular season then do it in the playoffs be soccer be the premier league you want to play these long ass (laughs) seasons Best team in the regular season no, is I the I would champion. like to see Major League Baseball uh, showcase the play. I mean, the playoffs were already halfway done. They barely started. It take more, cut off two weeks, three weeks of the regular season. We know, we know who the best, who the best, you know, six, eight, ten teams are at that point, and have the playoff series be longer. You have to use your entire rotation. You have to use your entire bench, just like you do in the regular season. You play every day. Um, See that it, that ex- was an argument I saw and, yesterday, and extend them out a yeah. little bit rather than. Because the you, tough part with that, though, is I think you're, every sport is looking for a sense of urgency. Yeah. And if you give a seven or, let's yep. say, nine-game series it's in the playoffs, I don't disagree with the overall thought, but I, you're just losing yeah. that sense of urgency. We're and there's the, a lot of fans that say, why do I need to watch the first three games of this? I can tell you right now my walkaway point, and I'm de- I, I can't explain this to you because you guys know me probably better than anybody else <laughs> in terms of I will text in and say, Oh, baseball game with not my team. Eh, you know, like, uh, what's the storyline? If there's not one, I don't really care all that much. I'm honest about that. And in the same way, I am telling you truly, no team pisses me off when they lose in the postseason quite like the Atlanta Braves. The Blazers, eh, I've seen it, used to it. Uh, The 49ers, you know, that sucks. The one that really gets me, grinds my gears, and I told my wife this. I'm like, I don't even know why I get so mad about this. I think it's because you follow something for that long. It's a huge investment of time. Yes, and it just, hey, it's over. You, the best offense you've ever seen with your eyeballs. It's gone. Can't get a hit. 
I, it just Suarez. I don't. I it just doesn't make sense, and it pisses me off to the point where today I'm telling you, I don't think I'm watching baseball anymore. Okay. It's it's such an emotional sucktitude. It just drains every fiber of your being when you watch and care, and then they get to the postseason, and they just happen to not be able to get a hit in this period of time, and the other team can. And bye bye. What's baseball, the point? Baseball's a game based on failure. Yes, it it's, is. It's who fails the least is who I, ends up winning. Yeah. Failing seven out of ten times is a Hall of Fame career, man. I, I just, yeah. You know what? You know what you're going to be though. You'll be back. <laughs> You'll be back. You're not, not if they anywhere. don't change don't the pitching staff. We, we, might, not we might start making a hockey fan out of you. You're him. not going. I had it. Well, we hockey's had a, the same thing. Hockey's, hockey's just worse. As bad. I think hockey's worse. You get the random winners. Here's what I will say. Hockey is there's more fluky stuff. What that sport produces the the true best team in its sport? And the NBA, I would say, is it the NBA? The NBA and the NFL largely do, but oh. the NFL has a lot of champions. You look back, like the Giants were not better than the Patriots. No chance. But yeah. we all loved watching the Patriots yeah. lose that game. Did I, we not? I actually, I was the one weird outlier. I wanted to see an undefeated nah, season in my screw life. Screw that. Here's what I will well, I'm say. T- I'm tired of this champagne popping. It's actually college basketball when you think about it. Yeah, the NCAA tournament's the same exact way. You have teams that are great for three months and you lose to a random nine seed in the second round of the tournament. We all make fun of you. It's like yeah, you had an but off day. How many, how many of the last several champions are true I can't even like name you the last several underdogs. champions, so I don't know. Dude, I don't know I if remember I the Duke-North last... Carolina Final Four. Can you name the last five champions? San Diego State was in it last year, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they lost. They... Oh, yeah. Who'd they lose to? UConn. UConn. That's right. <laughs> UConn's UConn, back, UConn, baby. UConn, baby. Hey, the fighting Calhouns. Uh, who did Duke lose to? Exactly. Who did they lose to? Kentucky. No. No. Cal Parry's been disappointed. Is it Kansas? Kansas? Yes, Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Kansas won it two years ago. Okay, uh, um, three years ago. Let's go three years ago. Three years ago. <laughs> oh, Texas, A and M. No, Texas. Texas Tech. Tech. Chris Beard, right? That's right. Or was it Baylor? No, it was Baylor. Gonzaga, Baylor. Because Gonza- Chet yes. was there. Yeah. I played golf that night. I remember that game. <laughs> I played. I did not watch <laughs> that game. Here's what. I was, last thing on this. Yeah. I think your argument is best for. I do think it hurts the sports overall. Like if you get a Diamondbacks World Series, ratings are gonna suck. I don't. Yeah. See, I know. I, I, I know, know you don't, don't care, but I'm that. just saying from an interest level from fans, giving you something like Braves versus I don't know who the best. You know, pick your American League team. The ratings in the interest. Take an Astros. Sure, Astros. A rematch, right? The, right. The ratings would be much higher. Yes. If you get a Rangers versus Diamondbacks World Series, that's their nightmare. It's a nightmare yeah. for the sport. So I think that's what hurts overall is just the general interest. But what I love is. It's gonna. It's like the the blessing and the curse, man. Sometimes your team's gonna get cursed by it. Sometimes your team's gonna get blessed by it, and you just enjoy the roller coaster. It's stupid. It's all dumb. None of this matters, and yet I care. See, I would make less fun of you if your team didn't literally just do the exact thing that happened to you two years ago. Like literally two years ago, you won eighty something games and won a damn World Series. What happened to us last? Because a random Eddie Rosario got hot in the NLCS. What happened to us last year? You lost in the playoffs to who? <laughs> the Philadelphia Phillies. What happened this year? You lost in the playoffs to who? The Philadelphia Phillies. Did we win the division both those years? <laughs> you did. That's dumb. What a dumb sport. We got a load of show. We already got to go. We're way over it. Swag's pissed. It's a football Friday. I'm pissed. Let's get it going. Colin Wilson at six thirty. Uh, so uh, we'll start the show next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dirt and Sprague, good to be with you on this Friday on The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Colin Wilson of the Action Network is going to hop on with us coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Big college football guy. Get his read on Oregon State UCLA. UCLA, as they call him. In the, in the streets. And uh, Oregon heading up to Seattle. Get his read on uh, the Ducks and the Huskies. We have a lot to talk about with that. I got all these numbers. I felt so uh, lost by that. Lo- that, that I, I was lost by the loss that I just... I just dove into work stuff. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> F this. I'm I'm done. Let's start prepping for tomorrow. And so I did something because I, I had a feeling I was going to share my emotions in the first segment about how last night went for me as a baseball fan. And yeah. now that's over. Uh, don't care about baseball anymore. And I've moved completely on to preseason basketball, hockey, and football now. <laughs> and so my sadness led me to dig into other people's sadness. So I would like to share mm. sadness in sports with the other fans here. The Broncos are so bad at football. You're supposed to say, how bad are they? How bad are they? Everybody has been quick, very quick, the last couple weeks to do what when you talk about the Denver Broncos? Oh, Russ hasn't been bad. ah, It's not Russ's fault. Has Russ been good? Uh, Some people have pointed to the numbers. The numbers, swag. The numbers say Russ is kind of getting back to his old form. Not so fast. I've been holding this for a couple weeks because I've been curious to see what they were going to do, particularly last night. And it was the worst game for them last night against Kansas City. And I've been holding this, so I looked it up. The Denver Broncos. Whoa, Russ is not. It's Vance Joseph. The Denver Broncos, Dirt, are averaging in their five losses (laughs) 7.6 points per game. In the second half of all of those games. Is that bad? In their lone win against the uh, the uh, the Bears where they came back. It's their only win of the year. They scored seven points in the first half of that game. <laughs> so they just did the reverse. Instead of blowing the game, they did the comeback thing. They switched their profile and they came back and beat Chicago who went up 28-7. 
Russ might be more broken than me today. I don't know, 95 passing yards and two picks? Look, Vance Joseph's defense has not been good. You finally got a good performance out of the group, and that was the offense you got. You can point the finger at whoever you want, Dirt. That dude's going to get a $200-plus million contract starting next year, and his offense is averaging 7.6 points per game in the second half of every one of their losses, and they scored seven in the first half of their win. Do the Broncos own their first-round pick this year? I believe now they now have Now going yeah. forward they do, right? I believe so. He's going to get paid a lot of money to groom a young quarterback because that's what they're going to do. You think they – okay, so if they I don't are know how the you worst, don't. they're drafting Caleb? <laughs> yes, how do you not? Because the contract's going to go I don't five care. years. I don't care. I don't care. I genuinely don't F care. F that contract. F that contract. Okay. Find a way to get rid of it. Eat the salary. It's the Walmart family. Like I have said this about Denver for the last month now. There, there's no hope. They have no hope going forward. Uh, and I have I have come to the conclusion of two things. I will not watch a primetime Denver Broncos game the rest of the season. I watched maybe 10 snaps of that game last night because the baseball game was actually a very good game. I watched, well, I don't know why, but the first half of the Blazer preseason game, like I just had no interest in watching this game. I checked the score, and you're like, all right, it's already 13 nothing at the half. I'm not going anywhere near it. They have three more primetime games left this year. God, who I will not that? watch a single one. Who They're not worth that? your time. They're not worth your effort. Oh. They're not worth your energy. They're not fun to watch. They're a horrible football team. Their defense is largely terrible. Russell Wilson is no longer good, and they have no hope. I genuinely feel bad for Broncos fans. I hope you're from Denver, and so you get got to experience an avalanche and a Nuggets championship because I got those in the last couple of years, but the Broncos will bring you nothing but sadness because that contract kicks in and you have no hope of winning anything. They're so screwed. The Chiefs, on the other hand, have a legitimate defense, and that's a little scary. If oh, they, yeah. If their wide receivers can get better as the year goes on, we Go know how good— for one. Yeah, maybe they will, and we know how good Kelsey is. They That that defense, to me, was the storyline of last night because Denver has been moving the ball and scoring points on people. They're a joke of a franchise, but they've been scoring some points at least at times this year. Kansas City's defense seems to be legitimate. Uh, yeah, so I kind of I felt sad for Bronco fans because, you know, they're sad about this, but— the Russell Wilson stuff, man. You can point to Vance Joseph. That defense has not been good. The Russell Wilson stuff, it's it's a little overblown. Like, can we stop? He's broken. Let's let him cook, man. Let yeah, him cook. Let, let, let Russ cook. Let him cook. Throw to the other team. Colin Wilson of the Action Network is going to hop on with us, get his read on the college football action in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon State, UCLA, and uh, Washington and Oregon. Colin Wilson's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you on a beautiful football Friday. We got some big football games to talk about because out here in the Pacific Northwest, there's some of the biggest games on the slate this weekend. 
dirt 10 hours ago somebody tweeted i took uh i took houston plus three i deserve this <laughs> and about maybe 20 minutes later maybe 15 minutes later he was celebrating colin wilson action network one of our favorites big bets on campus you can find amongst many other things he does for the action network he's one of our favorites with college football stuff exclusively because he loves the sport so much and he hops on with us colin how are you how are you, have you covered from the west virginia houston ending yet how are you feeling I feel like I need a t-shirt, you know, like I survived the Dana Holgerson bowl. Uh, I mean, that was one of the most electric shots of adrenaline and gambling history I've ever had. So, I mean, that, that should be in a dictionary. It should be shown to the aliens when they land. I mean, you guys have the bad beats hotline that, you, you know, you play the, the calls of people calling in and yelling and ranting and all that stuff. And we've actually played some of them on our show. Do you need the reverse? Is there like a, how the hell did that cover hotline? I'm so thankful. <laughs> My, my my podcast partner actually sent it out and said, all you Houston fans, go ahead and call in. And then three minutes later, he tweeted, all you West Virginia fans, you go ahead and call in. So that's what kind of game it was. That is not great. I don't. I, the West Virginia calls are probably going to be legendary because their season was going pretty well, can, you know, considering all mm-hmm. the expectations of what they were. Uh, Colin Wilson, our guest here, Action Network on Twitter, at underscore Colin with two L's and the number one. Uh, let's start with the Pac-12 because they have the, the biggest games of the weekend I, I don't know why. I, I don't trust USC's defense as far as I can throw them, and I can't lift any of those dudes. But there's something about Notre Dame's defense last week, coming off that Ohio State game a couple weeks ago. I could see Caleb going into South Bend and moving that ball a little bit, and he scares me to bet against calling him I crazy. I, I, I kind of like that USC's getting three points at South Bend. Yeah, I I don't. I like I like Notre Dame in this spot. I, and I, they're going to come home. They're going to get to rest in their own beds. And hopefully Marcus Freeman didn't practice them at all and just say, go get some rest. Get 10 hours of sleep. But that way you don't lose to Louisville on the road after seven weeks of crazy travel and crazy high-profile games. But I think what this comes down to is there's a lot of conditions, like the field conditions, the weather that's going to favor Notre Dame in their run game. Audrick Estime has the ability to bolt through this USC defensive front seven. Notre Dame can control the clock if they want to. But when I did a real deep dive into, like, Caleb Williams' numbers over the last two years, I really wanted to see what coverage is. Like, does he struggle with any kind of coverage? Because, you know, mostly what USC and and Caleb is is they get some pressure on the pocket. He does this little spin move outside the tackle box, and then he sees coverage downfield. And that kind of coverage that he's throwing against, he is a very high explosive rate, a very high success rate against quarters coverage. But he's never been – he's been about – Average vanilla against cover three and cover one. And Notre Dame runs an extreme amount of cover three and cover one. So I don't think there's a way to contain the explosive plays. All you can do is try to minimize how many times it happens. And Notre Dame definitely has the coverage to get that done. So I think at home with those weather conditions and the, considering the fact Notre Dame can control the clock and bolt through that line, I like Notre Dame in this spot. We pick Pac-12 games against the spread on our show every single week, and I just want to throw because there's bigger games in this. I'm just fascinated by a couple of these lines, and I, I, we make our picks on Thursdays, and I have zero confidence in my picks this week. The spread is very weird to me tonight with Colorado and Stanford. Like, what's going on there? Because Stanford's been terrible. And then the Cal-Utah line, also very similar. I know Utah's inept offensively. What do you make of those being 11-point lines for the home team? I actually do make Stanford-Colorado 11. I think the total is what had me more interested. I could be under in this game, which there's some steam on the over, and I get it because Stanford has this offense that kind of has a billion pieces moving pre-snap, and Colorado's just an explosive machine that runs at 22 seconds per play. But these are the two worst offenses, not just in the Pac-12, but almost in the nation. What a stat called 
offensive momentum killer, which <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I just, I saw the stats like, what is this? But it, 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 it's like, how many times do you have fourth down failures? How many times do you miss a field goal, have an interception? How much do you have interruption to your offense? Stanford and Colorado are like two of the worst in the nation. When you bring Travis Hunter back, that allows him to play on that corner again and kind of cut half the field off so that, you know, Ashton Daniels is not going to be looking to pass that way. So I do like the under more than anything in this. But, you know, th- these offenses, they just struggle to get drives together. <laughs> Colin Wilson's our uh, our guest here from the Action Network, Big Bets on Campus. He does a great job covering uh, all angles of gambling, really, in college football as it's a big weekend in the Pac-12 uh, Ukla is at Oregon State. This is an interesting game, Colin. I, I'm feeling a little too confident in my Beavers to be able to cover this number against UCLA, but it's a Dante Moore-led team on the road. The over-under is interesting. This seems like a defensive slugfest, and the over-under number is in the 50s. What's your kind of read on UCLA coming to Corvallis? 5 o'clock kick on Fox. Massive game. Getting a little overshadowed uh, by UW and Oregon, but what's your read on UCLA-Oregon State? I would like everybody in Corvallis to know how much I love the state of Oregon and the city of Corvallis before I say UCLA, I think, is winning this game outright and they don't need the points here. And, you know, everybody focuses on those pick sixes that Dante Moore has thrown against Washington State. I mean, it was a deal breaker against Utah. That's why they lost the game. But when you look a little bit deeper into his numbers, he has 15 big-time throws and six turnover-worthy plays. That's a great ratio, especially for a true freshman. Mm. And, you know, the one thing is, is Oregon State, they just run a coverage that – that you know they run a cover three, which Dante Moore has not had any problems with. It's been other types of coverage that he's thrown into that he's had an extreme issue. And this UCLA defense, the hiring of DeAnton Lynn as the defensive coordinator from the Baltimore Ravens staff, they're top five in so many different statistical categories. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's coverage or stopping the run, uh, finishing drives, which you know is how many points you score. The UCLA defense has been fantastic. I mean, it's been a complete turnaround here. So. Um, I've got UCLA winning this game outright. I, I know DJ went off and all these explosive passes, but that's just not going to happen against UCLA defense. Let's see if you want to piss off one fan base or two fan bases in the state, Colin. <laughs> Oregon and Washington, the big one tomorrow uh, in Seattle. We're all obviously excited for it. A classic last year. How do you view that one? I like the Ducks here, so the ah. entire state of Oregon can take a <laughs> breath here. Uh, you know, it, and the, the thing that shocked me, when I when I dumped out the numbers, I started going back and forth because these are this is the number one and number two offense of college football. It's not even close, actually. Uh, they are the best at getting down the field. They're the best at putting points on the board. But flip it to the other side. This Washington run defense has been pretty bad. I mean, they have numbers that are within the, the bottom 15 against the rush. Uh, and when I look at that, Oregon has a superior group of running backs. They, Bo Nix has only had seven rushing attempts this season because the running backs have been so good. Bucky Irving creating a ton of missed tackles. Uh, you know, Jordan James is, is, is the workhorse, seven TDs on the season. And that is going to be a huge problem for Washington. That means Dan Lanning can control the clock. That means he gets to keep Michael Penix off the field. Uh, I, I like the Oregon defense. I like the Oregon rushing attack. I do not like Washington splits against the run. And do you like? It sounds like you kind of lean in the under here because a lot of people out here are picking the over, thinking, okay, this is going to be in the high 30s, maybe even low 40s. Do you, do you kind of see an underplay here? I was in that mindset on Sunday. Uh, when I took an opener on over 67, I said, well, this is just going to be two offenses marching up and down the field. Uh, four about four or five days later, right now, I'm sitting here telling you that Oregon is going to be able to control the clock, and the best way to be Washington is to keep Penix off the field. And I'm thinking that this might be a slower-paced game than we all expected. 
I'm kind of dying to get out of my overbet I made earlier in the week. I think I agree. I think the under is absolutely the play. Interesting. I, I want to throw one other one at you in the Pac-12 that we've had a hard time with all week, and that is the Arizona Wazoo game. It's like kind of flying under the radar a little bit, four o'clock kick. There's no Pac-12 after dark, so I think I'm going to DVR it and watch it uh, later in the night because there's a lot going on at four. It's a seven and a half point spread. Arizona's been feisty the last couple of weeks and damn near beat USC on the road. I know their quarterback situation's a little weird because they might play Jaden Delora, but is that too many points to be given an Arizona team against Washington State? Uh, I think so. Arizona is playing at a high-level clip that people aren't noticing, and, and even before that USC three-overtime game, I mean, they've been a problem for everybody over on the West Coast. and that I think that reflects in coaching. Jed Fish is a I mean, amazing to keep it together and perform the way they have losing Jaden Delora. And if they get him back, it's even better. Right now, Arizona is number one in the nation rushing success rate. They're top 15 in passing success rate. This offense is going up and down the field and getting a ton of first downs. They can do a little bit better in the red zone, but I mean, you can't ask for everything out of a, you know, out of where this program is. But definitely Arizona is a team on the rise. Washington State, we're wondering if they're a little bit fraudulent. At least we know on offense they can't run the ball at all. That's an all pass. So if Arizona can play some coverage, which I think they will, they'll definitely win this game. Colin, we'll get you out of here on this. What's your favorite play of the weekend? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to go with Georgia Southern against James Madison. Uh, if you want to go listen to the Big Bets on Campus podcast, it is dirty. That's the Sun Belt. It's a, it's a big one in the Sun Belt, but I'm going to go Georgia Southern's heavy pass attack beating James Madison outright. Well, having listened to the podcast, I actually knew you were going to give me a game that nobody has thought about at all, which is great, and why we enjoy having you, man. Thanks for being flexible this week. We tried to get you on earlier. Your schedule's super busy. We understand it, but we appreciate you hopping on early on a Friday morning. Uh, I don't agree with your Oregon State take. Everything else was fantastic, though. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. All right, there we go. Colin Wilson, Action Network, one of our favorites under, at, uh, on Twitter, at underscore Colin1. Uh, he likes UCLA outright, and he loves your Ducks. Nobody's picking the Ducks, but he loves your Ducks. Nobody's giving us a chance this Nobody. weekend. Chip on the shoulder. We're playing this game on the grass. It's not in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, here, he is one of the guys. I think him and Pate are similar in the fact that when you look at the way they felt about Oregon coming into the year and the way they feel about them now, it has not changed. Like, if you go back, I follow Kyle Wilson, and I think he's great because he is as in-depth in of college football as people out there. His big bets on campus pod is it really it's awesome, is. dude. Yeah, there's really a reason good. we bring him on the show. I wish, and every time I listen to it, I get more frustrated that we can't gamble college football because it's stupid, and oh, I, I don't even send me down that road again. But he has had Oregon near his power, top of his power rankings in terms of teams to gamble on and, and the future prospects and all that since before the season started. Pate has been very similar. Uh, and they're either going to look really smart or really dumb on Monday. I can't wait for the game tomorrow. We have a lot to talk about, uh, including those games. UCLA, Oregon State, and obviously Oregon with you. Dub Softy's going to hop on us at 7.30. I don't know if Dirt and him are going to fight. They kind of like spar a little bit, and then... We can only hope. Well, Dirt's a really nice guy. Dirt's kind of inside petty and angry. He doesn't really display it to If guests. anybody's going to bring it out of him, it's Softy. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to win this guy. We're He's going to start yelling. And then Dirt's just going to break a window. Just, I love how it's just like this Dirt'll week I always turn up. into like the dance clown guy on the show. Like, let's bring Softy on and see if he fights with Dirt. <laughs> like, it's just, all right, let's do it. It's been my goal for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> see if they just start screaming at each other for five minutes. Well, let's start talking Nobody about it. loves awkward like Sprague. <laughs> exactly. Let's dive into it. We'll get to it next on The Fan. Well, we'll dive into Oregon and Washington. I've got all these numbers, and I don't even know if they matter. There's nothing worse than diving in statistically and then watching a game and going, well, I'm glad I did all the research in the department that doesn't matter. (laughs) 
I have numbers that I'm going to throw at you that I think you're going to look at me because I can already get your vibe today with your duck sweatshirt on. Yeah. We're going to go, oh, okay. What all does right. that mean? That's cool. Prove it. Keep throwing numbers at me all Prove you want. It. Nerd. Have all the numbers you want. I, uh, I selfishly, though, have to come back because I, I don't know how you feel about this. I really don't. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like we've we've undersold Oregon State UCLA this week? Not at all. No. You don't feel that way. I was wondering that last night. Like, have we done a bit of a disservice to the game? Not at all. Because I think it is a mat. Like, I, I'm on Oregon State, dude. But like, I'm yeah. telling you, I get what that game in Seattle means. It's the biggest game of all time. No, I don't think we have. I I think we've actually kind of joked about the fact that there are other big games this week, but we are branded this week as Oregon-Washington week. We've made sure to point that out. We had a UCLA guest on the show. Uh, we I don't know this for factual basis, so don't take it to the bank, but I feel like we've done a pretty similar amount of segments throughout the course of the week talking about Oregon State and UCLA as we have Oregon and Washington. That's actually something that... There's not many things that listeners criticize us for that bothers me. Mm. That's one that we don't get it often, but when we do, it genuinely does bother me. As if because we're an Oregon station, the only game we talk about is Oregon and we ignore Oregon State. Like We talk as much beeves as we do ducks on this show. In fact, there have been weeks where we have led when Oregon has had a big win or a big moment or a nice game, and Oregon State has been the top story. Like I, there, I think we, on the Monday after Oregon beating Colorado forty-two to six, and on the field, not the grass, Hollywood, all that's all that whole scene. The bigger thing we talked about that Monday was the Oregon State Washington State game. We did more time on the show than we did Oregon and Colorado. Well, what would it mean to come into Monday? Obviously, we would have Oregon UW reaction to get to whatever that is. But Colin Wilson saying, "I love you, Corvallis. UCLA is just going to win outright." What what is? How is Beaver fans supposed to feel about that come Monday morning when we talk about that? If they lose at home to a freshman quarterback in UCLA. Yeah, I don't view it quite as much as losing to a freshman quarterback. I view it as maybe losing to the best defense in the conference. I was going to say, how do they lose? Does yeah. Moore go off and the defense couldn't contain him? or Is it Moore or does, is it steal in the run game? Or does UCLA shut DJU and the running game down and win a 17 13 game just an ugly slobber knocker yeah, yeah. The, I, I don't view then it's this... about then it's about ucla mm. it, i i don't view this as like i was wildly confident the week that utah came to town to play oregon state you were i remember that i told you all week oregon state's gonna win the game and the primary reason was because utah can't move they couldn't move the ball on weber state mm-hmm. so if they're not playing at home that offense is not going to travel they need a pick six to have any opportunity to win the game just don't give them that and you're going to win in a cakewalk in that game i know it was a little tight in the first two and a half quarters we're gonna say pulled away and there was never a chance utah was going to win that game I almost think it's a little disrespectful to a UCLA offense and to Dante Moore to kind of label them that a little bit. Like this offense is not elite by that st- by the standards of Washington or Oregon or USC at the top of the conference. He has not been that bad for a freshman quarterback. The completion percentage isn't great. That can improve. He's only thrown four interceptions on the season. Two of them were last week, and one of them was a weird screen ninety nine you know ninety yard pick six that a defensive end or a linebacker just made an incredible play jumping. Kind of just stuck right. To him, just yeah. stuck to him like that 97% of the time that thing's batted down like Dante Moore has not been that bad and he's going to make a couple of plays in this game tomorrow that your jaw's going to drop on the floor a little bit like damn that dude's going to be a problem Mm -hmm. now you hope he's overwhelmed going on the road but I don't view UCLA winning this game as wow it's a freshman quarterback coming in and winning I view it if UCLA wins it's because their defense is legit dude Washington State was scoring and moving the ball on everybody 
and they barely had 200 yards of total offense in that game. And so if you can shut that offense down, yes, it's different to travel and do it on the road, but if they win, it's going to be because of their defense. I think the other part of that is uh, the run game for Oregon State versus Washington State, as Chip said earlier this week, big boy football. Yeah, they're more balanced. And they are more balanced. I, I think my thing is... I don't know if that is a direction at me because I have talked a lot about Dante Moore, freshman, freshman. I don't think he's been awful. I think, Dirt, it's more just the last road game in my mind with him was Utah. And Utah's defense is a different animal. At Rice Eccles is tough for any player. So it's more so you have now removed the home element, mm -hmm. right? Take Washington State, UCLA. I don't know if that's exactly the result if they're playing in the Palouse. And that's the thing about college football is how well do you travel? For sure. Right? Like, that's where I'm still hung up now on Oregon-Washington is I think Oregon is damn good. What is, what's the difference with Oregon going to Seattle versus vice versa? And to me, it's not about a disrespect to Dante Moore. It's just, you know, last road game he was at, he, he looked like a deer in the headlights. And I think Rice Eccles is a really special place. I think Corvallis is going to bring it uh, in terms of loud and – craziness from the fans I don't know how he's going to react with another big road game like that sure I, I will say this it, this is the game I feel like the debate that we've been having since the summer will come to a head <laughs> not that it means if Oregon State wins the game and looks good that you're going to shut everybody else down the rest of the way this game entirely to me comes down to Oregon State's defense entirely I don't trust Oregon State's offense to score a lot of points. I just don't. I, I know DJ had a great game last week, and they scored 52. That was against Cal. Mm -hmm. I truly believe in UCLA's defense, and maybe time will tell that's a foolish bet. But I, I think UCLA is going to be able to bottle them up. They're going to have a hard time scoring. I think they're in tow with what Utah could do, and we saw Utah with an incompetent offense basically shut down Oregon State that entire game, and then they scored late. It was 21-7, I think, the final. This game, to me, entirely comes down to Oregon State's defense. You gave up 40 points to Cal last week. 40. And like 500 yards of total offense to a team that was really struggling and started a quarterback for the first time in his career. If you can't slow down Dante Moore at home, because I, I'm with you. The going, freshman going on the road, it's a tough environment. He has been through it before. I think that makes it a little bit more manageable. And Oregon State's defense is not in the same galaxy right now as what Utah's doing. Utah's defense is legit. They just don't have an offense with a pulse, and it's going to bite them a couple times this year. You have to play good defense to win this game, because I don't see Oregon State scoring more than 30 points on UCLA. We'll have more on this game, but hour number two, Softy's going to join us at 7.30. Oregon-Washington, the game is here. Top 10 matchup. Let's talk about at Hour 2, Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.